Hey guys, this is Nikki Marina, comedy content creator, recording artist, and actor, and you are listening to Nick Talks. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Nick Talks. Um, today, I want to talk about duality, um, which seems like a really, really broad subject. But it's something that I've been talking to my husband about a lot and really mulling over. Straighten this camera. <laughs> Straighten it some more. Um, but honestly, it's, it's something that I'm really resentful about. Um, in the way that I feel like our parents' generation did not teach us uh, a healthy way of viewing duality as far as life is concerned um that there's you know there's a light in a, there are, there's light in dark and there's dark and light and just that 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 concept concept of balance um and and not just duality but just things like honestly just things being on a spectrum you know whether that's health whether that's you know financial security whether it's, you know, sexuality. Like, we were always taught a very binary way of looking at everything. And I think that it is, it is literally, like, destroying our health more than we realize. Um, for instance, like, you know, in, like, in church, for instance, like, there's, you know, things are, like I said, very black and white. It's, like, good and evil, Jesus and Satan, light and dark and we're always encouraged you know to you know to seek light we're always encouraged to 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 dream we're always encouraged to seek positivity we're always encouraged to 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 chase success to make good memories you know, um, to, to, uh, to enjoy pleasure, which there's nothing wrong with that, except that they fucking left out that that's not all that life is about. Like, you know, they didn't, pro they, they taught us to seek, you know, the light always, always, and never taught us how to sit in the dark and be comfortable. You know, I, have been taking a lot of lessons from the goddess Persephone in Greek mythology lately, um, especially after having seen Hades Town on Broadway. Fantastic show, by the way. But I was just kind of reminded of, you know, Persephone, her story, um, however problematic it may be. Um, just this concept of, you know, Persephone spending half of her time um, on earth during spring and summer and just facilitating that and just living in that warmth and everything and you know and at least like in in the show just like drinking brunching just like hot girl summer all the time but then for the second half of the year she goes and lives with her husband uh in the underworld hades you know where it's dark it's not spring and summer and then when she, and so when she leaves the the earth um, rotates into fall and winter and um, and that's that's kind of like Persephone's lesson or at least like when, if you look at it like zodiac wise and I don't want to get too much into that 
Um, but it's personal for me because though my though I'm a Leo, I'm a Virgo cusp, and so sometimes I look at Virgo things and try to learn from that as well. Um, I don't astrology is not the gospel truth; it's just information. Um, but like you know, Persephone is the original Virgo, and the lesson is to learn how to sit with that duality, to learn how to be comfortable both in the light and the dark, and. Um, you know, you know, being like, you know, a goddess of spring and summer, but also queen of the underworld and being able to be steady and content and balanced in that no matter what. I feel like we were never fucking taught that we weren't taught. We were, you know, we were, we were taught to, to seek pleasure, but not how to deal with pain. You know, we were taught, you know, you know, if you can dream it, you can do it. You know what I mean? Like, just go after whatever you want. And if you want it bad enough, you can have it. You can have it. Um, they didn't prepare us for the failure. They, a lot, a lot, I feel like a lot of our, our parents did not prepare us for failure, especially those of us who were raised as perfectionists. We did not prepare for failure. We were taught to avoid it. In more ways than one. And like you and you should always be playing to win in everything, you know? You should always be playing to win. Um, but but they made us so scared of failure. You know? Um, they some of some of us like that were maybe raised by like basketball dads, maybe were even encouraged to be emotionally violent towards ourselves when we experienced failure and loss. You know, um, and and we were never really a lot of us weren't taught to learn from it. Like how many of us who grew up in like sports, or whatever, like, you know, you lose a game and the next day, you know, that you're going to, you know, you're going to be running the court. You're going to be running a lot of drills as punishment for failure because it's something that wasn't supposed to happen. And like I said, you should always be playing to win. But I feel like we were made so uncomfortable with the thought of failure that we weren't taught how to cope with it. We weren't taught to find the light in the dark and the dark in the light. Like we weren't taught to learn from our failure and not feel like it was the end of the world. You know, <clears throat> this is something that I'm just now learning um, in, <laughs> in this, my late 20s. Um, and I think that, I think it's, you know, and, 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 they, and they especially didn't tell black girls growing up until it was too late that like, oh yeah, and all of these rules that we're talking about of like, you, you know, whatever you want, you can go get it as long as you want it bad enough. Um, no desire in the world is going to erase the hardship that you're going to go through that your peers are not. They, you know, they completely glossed over the fact that, oh, right, you're going to have to work like five times as hard to get a fourth of what everybody else has. And I think that um, because we weren't taught to be comfortable in discomfort, we weren't, we were taught to seek pleasure, but not how to, to sit in and process pain I think it's, I, honestly, I think it's, it's why a lot of us end up depressed. I think it's why a lot of us end up, you know, some of us end up wanting to end our lives because we were told that this is how life is supposed to go. 
Um, that we were taught also that we are in control of our destiny 100%. And that's not fucking true. That's not fucking true. There are like a million things operate like happening around us that influences the choices that we make. Like we don't make choices in a vacuum. There are so many things like the outside world has so much to do with how our life turns out. That's not fucking true. And so I think, you know, <clears throat> and speaking for myself, at least, who has been in that dark place, it's like, you know, when you when you've spent when people have spent so much time telling you, like, this is how your life is supposed to go. And if it doesn't go that way, it's your fault. And it's, you know, and and basically seeing like learning to see failure as something to be completely avoided that like we should just we don't want this at all when we do experience failure. Because we will, because that's how fucking life goes. When you do experience failure, you're shell-shocked. because, And it's very easy for that snowball effect to take place and for you to be like, life is not supposed to be this way. It must be my fault. Maybe this life is no fucking good because it's not all sunshine and rainbows and roses. Maybe we should scrap it. You know what I mean? I've definitely been in that headspace before. You know, like all of my plans turned out, you know, X, Y, Z. These people left my life and everything. I've lost friends. I've lost this. I've lost that. You know, I've lost family. Um, you know, what's good about, what is good, what's good about this life right now? You know, um, it, and like if I'm not, and I, and once we experience, once we experience that pain, it's like, I don't know how to fucking deal with this. You know, I, I don't, <clears throat> I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to sit in this, um, and, and get through it. I was taught to avoid this as much as possible. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of people decide, I feel to scrap the whole thing because we were not taught how to sit in darkness. And I get, I get very sometimes resentful about that. Um, because I started going to DBT therapy last year and like during the spirituality block, really learning about, you know, this concept of duality and things, you know, being on a spectrum. You know, um, <clears throat> the fact that some things are not good or bad. They just are what they are. The concept that sometimes to do what is best for me, what's healthy for me, and to keep myself alive, somebody's feelings are going to get hurt. And sometimes that's not good or bad. It just is what it is. You know, people's feelings do get hurt. Um, <clears throat> no matter how hard you try, um, you will you will hurt someone's feelings one day. Um, and 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 that sucks because you know a lot of us, <clears throat> you know, we spend a lot of time trying to be as good a person as we possibly can, right? And so a lot of us don't like the idea of hurting people's feelings but the reality is like that's just how life goes <clears throat> I was just introduced to this to this concept mere months ago you know 
I was just introduced to the idea of honestly, like, being happy with where I am right now and not saying, like, I'm going to be happy when I achieve this, when I achieve that, you know, which was very much encouraged by, like, you know, the motivational speaker world. You know, you can sleep when you're dead. Like, no, fuck that. No, <laughs> no, that's so fucking dumb. Like, I want to sleep now. <laughs> I want to sleep now. You know, um, you know, I, I'm just now getting, you know, <clears throat> I'm getting used to the idea that like I can strive for strive for success, but also be happy with where I am right now. But, and also have some really sad feelings about what I've been through in the past and continue to grieve because people because they only taught us to be at the that far end of the spectrum. They never taught us to do anything in between. And I fucking hate that. I fucking hate that we never learned how to balance life. You know, we didn't learn how to balance between work and play and doing nothing. We didn't learn to balance between, you know, good times and bad times. We didn't learn to balance between celebration and grieving, you know. Um, <clears throat> and, and, you know, like I said, these are things that will happen to all of us. Like all of us will experience loss. We know this intuitively, yet... So many of us are so fucking unprepared and everybody is unprepared for loss, right? Like you never, you know, that's traumatic no matter what. But we were never taught the reality that no matter, no matter how hard you try, life is not going to be just fun. It's not going to be just pleasant. Um... <laughs> We, we, we weren't, we weren't taught to balance. We weren't taught the truth, you know? And like I said, especially being a black woman, I'm super resentful sometimes that, that I was fed this idea of the American dream and everything, you know, which is a, you know, in a vacuum, a great mindset to have, but you know, it was a little later in life before so before I really understood that, like, actually, but no, no matter how hard you try, you're not going to get the same results as a white man, a white woman, a black man, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're not going to get the same results. And it's not your fault. It's not necessarily your fault. It's just the way w the world is, you know, and... Uh, <coughs> And some of us more than others have to learn how to balance celebration with grief all the time. And it's possible, but you know, like I'm finding out like it's completely possible um, to sit in discomfort or, you know, sit in the dark and know my way around. I spent a long, I spent a long time trying to get rid of my anxiety because nobody wants to have clinical anxiety. Nobody wants to have panic attacks every week. Nobody wants, no one wants that. You know, I spent a lot of time, you know, <clears throat> trying to get rid of my anger. Because I was taught that anger is not good. You should be happy all the time and forgiving all the time. 
Um, but, <laughs> but things are not just black and white like that, is it? You know, um, my anxiety is something that's likely going to be with me for the rest of my life, you know? And so <clears throat> things really changed for me and my health really changed for me when I realized like I'm not getting rid of my anxiety. It's not really, it's, it's not going anywhere. So I need to learn how to respond when it starts getting the best of me, you know? When I feel and <clears throat> when I feel an attack coming on, I have a plan. Whether that be medication, food, water, rest, whatever. I have a plan. This is going to happen. There's no need to beat myself up for it. It's going to happen. These uncomfortable situations are going to come. But it's okay because I have a response plan. And gradually little by little I started managing it so much better the same thing with my anger I, I thought that I needed to get rid of my anger because I've always been a very angry person and at times it was completely out of control <clears throat> but my therapist introduced me to the concept that maybe no I don't need to get rid of my anger I don't need to get rid of my anger and be happy and go lucky all the time because you need anger too he told me that anger is uh, a mobilizing emotion, uh, that anger is an indication that injustice has been done and something needs to change. And it's, so it's no wonder why people told us not to be angry because how else would the powers that be keep things rolling in their favor day after day if, <laughs> you know... <clears throat> Other than like trying to eliminate the emotion in people that indicates that change needs to be made because that would not be in their best interest for the status quo to change. So no wonder why we were told to not be angry. And so I learned to listen to my anger, to sit with my anger, this this uncomfortable emotion, this, you know, this emotion that does not invoke euphoria at all for me. You know, it's it's rage, <clears throat> but it's an indication that things need to change. And so while I also need to, while I need to be happy with what I have right now and how far I come, I've come, there's still a lot of things that need to change for me. There's still a lot of things that need to change in the world. And there's still so many shortcomings in the way that I'm treated because I am a black woman. I have a lot of reasons to be fucking angry. And that is okay. So now I wake up every morning happy and grateful for what I have. So happy that I have my husband. So happy this. So happy that I have my dog, my, my cat, a roof over my head, a beautiful home. I'm also angry though. <laughs> I'm angry about all the things that I've been excluded from. I'm angry about all the things that that have happened to me. I'm angry that I have PTSD. I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm angry um, at the way you know marginalized groups get still get treated. I'm angry about how I get treated when I walk outside my door, and I have every reason to be angry. And that's honestly that's a whole nother podcast. I need to do a whole nother episode for that. But this 
idea that you can sit with both the light and the dark was never taught to us. It was never taught to us. And <clears throat> and I have never been able to experience true peace until I started to learn this lesson. Now I feel like I am the happiest I've ever been. I am <clears throat> the most at peace that I've ever been. Um... My anger hasn't gone anywhere. My my disorders have not gone anywhere. But because I learned to embrace duality in my life, things are just easier. You know? Things are just easier because... <coughs> Because I don't have that unrealistic expectation of life. And that's what, I've, that's what I feel they, they gave us. An unrealistic expectation of life and what it can be. The idea that it can be pleasant all the time. And we know intuitively that pain and grief is coming. We know that. We know that intuitively. <coughs> but... But in reality, we were never taught how to deal with it. We were just taught to avoid it. You know? We were, you know, we were just taught to seek pleasure and not how to sit in pain. And because of that, so many of us crumble, understandably so. Because we don't know how to deal. You know? We don't know how to deal. And I'm not talking about like super traumatic fucking stuff. I mean, to some token I am, but like, I'm not really, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, talking about super duper traumatic stuff that should never happen to anyone. I'm talking about even little things like, <clears throat> you know, getting injured or, you know, and, and this is not little, th these are not little things, but you know, losing friends um, you know, um, failing, <laughs> we, we weren't, we weren't taught that, we weren't taught how to deal with those things, and I get really mad about that, that I had to figure that out on my own, and maybe our parents didn't know, and maybe this is a cycle that needs to be broken, um, but I think that, um, but I also think that framing the world in a binary way is a great way to control people. <laughs> and so, like I said, of course, it's in the interest, the best interest of the powers that be to make life that simple, <clears throat> that binary, to assign two boxes for fucking everything, you know? Not teaching balance. You know, the whole motivational speech industry, I feel like, has made so much money off of unbalancing people and teaching them to, to work their fucking life away. 
and not be in the present moment. Duality. Like I said, um, learning that for me has made all the difference, I feel. <coughs> and there's still things that I'm struggling to sit with. Um, there's still things that like, tragic things that if they happen or when they happen to me, I don't know how I'm going to be able to deal. I don't know. But at least I am aware that I have to find a way when it happens. There has to be an alternative to just deciding that life is shit. Complete shit when those things happen. It's hard to sit with. That's, and that's a discomfort that's hard to sit with. You know? Um, <clears throat> being married, like... At least for me, you know, I'm like that you expect, you know, we always say like, you know, spending the rest of our lives together and and all this. But now I think about the possibility that my husband passes away suddenly. You know, not that I'm fixating on that idea and, you know, don't want to, but that's a possibility. What am I going to do? How am I going to hold myself together, you know, and not just give up? How? Especially when I know if that happens, I won't want to hold it together, <laughs> you know. And at that point, I might need other people to help me. But... It's at least something in my mind that I'm like, I know I have to, I have to find a way to press on instead of when it happens instantly just wanting to give up, you know, so I highly encourage you honestly to explore this idea of sitting with discomfort, this inevitable thing <clears throat> that a lot of our parents didn't give us the skills for. <laughs> you know, they taught us offense, not defense, right? Um, and, you know, explore ways in which, you know, these things can be balanced that, you know, Realizing that you cannot avoid discomfort. You can't. And you have to learn how to sit with it. And it doesn't mean that your life is a failure. It doesn't mean that, you know, you have no worth. It doesn't mean that your life has no worth when the pain starts coming and the pain, the pain and grief starts coming. <clears throat> um, definitely, it'll, it'll definitely change the way you look at the world and honestly, like how you treat yourself and your surroundings when you wake up every morning.
So hope that makes sense. So thank you <laughs> so much for listening to this episode of Nick Talks. Make sure to follow me on all my social media. Um, tag is at Nikki Marina. Um, N-I-C-Q-U-E-M-A-R-I-N-A. And um, I'll see you at the next episode. Hey guys, this is Nikki Marina. Thank you so much for listening to Nick Talks. If you like these free episodes, please go and become a Vibranium level patron on Patreon so that you can have full access to all episodes of Nick Talks, including some really awesome exclusive interviews with some fellow uh, people in the anime community on TikTok and such. So go to patreon.com slash Nikki Marina to check out the Vibranium tier so you can get access to all of those. But for now, enjoy these free episodes.